because you asked me to. The point of it yeah. was just to get rid of that photo. <laughs> like the one that I gave away as a prize. Right. I actually, the other day I found that one you sent me of uh, you giving me the finger. Yeah. I was going to stick it up here while we were talking. <laughs> I'll go get it right now. <laughs> oh, it's much bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, it's pretty big. That's what she said. On yeah. Okay. Can you see that? <laughs> no, it's all it's all glary. Can't tell what it is. You zoom in. It's just the glare. It's all right. Not a big deal. It was just fun. It was a fun idea. See, how do we start a conversation about mental health? That's the ultimate question about mental health, isn't it? Hey, let's talk about silver chairs. Okay. <clears throat> so silver chair is a band yeah right? and you you posted a thing the other day where you were asking jason olson to like you gave him six silver chair songs you were like listen to these and then give me six nirvana songs and i'll listen to those and we'll discuss them. and i don't think jason actually did that but i did now the way that was the way that was sort of proposed on facebook was almost as if you thought Silverchair was a better band than Nirvana. I do. Oh, child. child. Time out. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I have a thought for you real quick. You're batting zero in the music department. So you're a big fan of Marilyn Manson. You're a big fan of Nickelback. You're a big fan of Lip Biscuit. And you think Silverchair's better than Nirvana? Why? Why do you... Why do you think Silverchair is better than Nirvana? Uh, a number of reasons. I think that uh, musicianship-wise, Daniel Johns was a better guitar player, uh, guitar writer, than Kurt Cobain. Um, I think Silverchair, like, their guitar work and their, you know, like, the singer, Daniel Johns' voice and the way that he uses it and stuff, like, I just think that overall they're, uh, like, they're more they're just bigger and and i guess yeah better <laughs> all right so here's here's what i'll say to that um silverchair is a good band don't get me wrong they have a couple of really good songs like was it tomorrow tomorrow yeah, was a really, really good songs tomorrow was a very good song tomorrow was a very popular song tomorrow was a very influential song but what nirvana did in three years was create an entire genre of music. Like there, the grunge music existed before Nirvana. They were influenced by people like Mud Honey, Mud Honey, and I don't know the Meat Puppets, and uh, yeah. even like 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 Soundgarden. Um, they're not Pearl Jam so much, uh, but that like like Mother Love Bone. They were influenced by these bands, but they took what what these bands couldn't do, and they made a fucking genre. They made a way of playing music. They made a style. That well, they made it yeah. popular is what they did. They didn't like, like you said, they were in, they were influenced by these bands. But at that time, those bands weren't like massive worldwide bands. I guess that's sort of the big irony about Nirvana is that they they took a genre that is based on uh, simplicity and and not getting popular and and got really popular with it. You know what I mean? Well, like, so I would disagree with that. Most of those bands that that we're talking about wouldn't. Back in the, the late 80s, so most people would think of Nirvana, would think of the 90s, but they actually started in the late 80s. Most of these yeah. bands did. 
Young wouldn't have considered themselves like Seattle grunge. They would have considered themselves punk. Like Mud Honey was a punk band. The Melvins was a punk band. Nirvana yeah. started out punk band. But Nirvana took those elements and then combined them with like metal and melody and created grunge. My point was you're comparing a band that started it all that didn't really have a framework of what needed to be done in order to be a good band in this genre and comparing them to a band that had a framework. Like they had a roadmap. They had not something they could copy, but something they could follow. Like they had an inspiration that was already doing this thing. Um, and like that in and of itself makes it easy, right? Just because you have a roadmap to follow. You're like, okay, we can make this sound or we can make music that as these melodies, or we can make music that does X, Y, and Z as inspired by these bands that came before us to go on to do whatever. Yeah, now, like, we can argue about who's the better band, but history, there's no argument when it comes to history. Like, history is going to remember Nirvana as, like, the the god of grudge rock. Like, Nirvana changed the world. Like, in, in five years, Nirvana changed the world. Dude, they were, it was crazy. Yeah, no, I'm not, I don't disagree with you there. I, but I mean, they are no different than Silverchair in that sense. Like, they too had their inspirations and their roadmaps. You know what I mean? Like, I just think, yeah, but they, they got, but they had it doing it. Yeah. Like, I need to digress a moment too, because I don't think that a band's popularity necessarily determines how good they are on a whole. They right? like, I think we can agree that plenty of popular bands are shit, right? Yeah. Um, and lots and lots and lots of unpopular bands are super fucking good, um, right? Yeah. You know, and and so you can't really use that as a barometer necessarily. Um I think a better a better way to um a better way to say it is what's more influential, right? Rather than what's good. Right. Sure. No, because absolutely. And at, and I don't. I I think we we argue about which band is better. I don't think we can argue that Nirvana is way more influential to music over the years. No, but Silverchair will ever. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So I asked this question to prove a point. Music defines people mostly, right? Like, like if you're on a blind date with somebody, one of the first questions you ask is, "What do you listen to?" your favorite music because that tells you so much about the person yep like if if people who if you if you're a a, a a chick who's really into rap and you're going on a date with a dude who's super into country you know you're probably not compatible in a lot of different ways you might be but you're probably not right yeah. just because music is so influential in our lives that it defines so you and i can have this conversation it doesn't matter right like it doesn't who cares yeah why can't we have a conversation about Montreal without getting pissed off, right? Like, why can't people, why can people have this conversation about music and everything be fine, but they can't have a conversation about whether or not a, a, a silly little box is buried in Central Park without hating each other? We know things about music. You know what I mean? Like, there are things that we can definitively say one way or the other. Like, we just established how, you know, Nirvana's influence can never really be denied, right? Even as somebody who's not particularly a huge fan of them, I'll never deny that their influence is huge, right? 
Uh, it's like what Corey Taylor said about Justin Bieber. Like, I fucking hate Justin Bieber's music, but you got to respect the guy, right? Like, you can't, you don't have to like him, but you got to respect him kind of thing, right? And we know these things about about music, and so we can discuss them on that level. But with The Secret, when there's so much speculation just living in the air, it everything you say adds to the speculation right like we know things about certain puzzles like obviously the found one stuff like that and we can talk about those things on a definitive basis but when it's just a room full of speculation it becomes it almost inherently becomes a contest of whose speculation is more believable than than the rest you know what i mean well then take speculation out of it like the reason we know things about music is because people tell us right right at, at least facts about music we know Kurt Cobain did X, Y, and Z because Kurt Cobain told us he did X, Y, and Z. Or someone saw Kurt Cobain do X, Y, and Z. Secondhand information. Kurt Cobain did this. This is how we know about music. So take speculation out of it. Look at the back of the book art. Like everybody who's worked on this book has said they either had no input from from, from Byron about the back of the, like on what to put in the back of the book. They had no interest in adding anything to the back of the book. And yet there's, like, so we know everybody that's been involved didn't really have any input as far as they're concerned or as far as they say, but there's still this, like, massive, massive divide. Like, not even, you again, about the back of the book, you can't have an, a, a discussion like we just had about music. It Like, right. it, it's two warring factions, you know, at any time it's yeah. brought up. So I don't, I don't see, I don't see why... It has to be that way. Well, I think too, like in such a massive um, quantity, people have a tendency to like communication stops in the sense that it becomes, this is my opinion. And then the next thing, rather than talking about that, it's just the next person in line saying, this is my opinion, right? Like you see it all the time when people like they make a post and they say, what, you know, this is my idea for whatever. And rather than somebody chiming in and saying, hey, that's, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. This is like, you know, we can discuss or something like that. It always ends up being like the first one of the first comments always ends up being somebody else's theory. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not that's not discussion. That's layering of topics, essentially. Right. That's that's itinerary building. And it's, um, you know, it's just bullet point talking that doesn't really get anywhere. And you know, I wish we could figure out why that happens. Like, it's there's a certain self-importance that I think social media lends to us because of the importance it gives to everybody's voice. That it, you know, nobody's there to really talk about each other's stuff. It's just this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, and so on. And you know, like that's a detriment to the to communities like this, right? Like. um you know, if you uh, compare the comment sections and stuff and the quote unquote discussions that we have in the secret with like with that of a of a heavy metal group where somebody says, you know, uh, Megadeth was better than Metallica or, you know, they make some kind of an ar- argument or like I did, Silverchair is better than Nirvana, right? And you look at the discussions that actually take place there. There's actually discussion taking place there. It's not just this is my opinion and the next guy's opinion and the next guy and so on. It's an actual discussion and it's so strange in a sense, but so 
predictable, I guess, that people in our community, you know, everybody has to be right. Like, it's just such a fight to be right. And um, as a result, it becomes a fight to be heard more than anything, you know? And so people don't want, like, they don't want to take into account anybody else's stuff because they have their own and, and it has to be right, you know? Do you think... So something that, that that came to my mind when you were talking about like Megadeth versus Metallica, right? People are gonna when when there's a when there's a conversation that's whether Megadeth is is better than Metallica, th there's gonna be a conversation of bullet points. You know, there, there's gonna be X did Y and A did B or whatever. You're gonna compare those two. But when it comes to things like the back of the book, the argument is always everybody said that. Everybody that worked on the back of the book has said there was nothing back there versus like the other side that says all of those people are just lying. Right. Mm. So it's like a, it's opinion versus fact. Right. It's a fact that everybody has said that there was nothing in the back of the book. I mean, yeah. like people throw up that that um, and I know recently it was thrown up that uh, Bradley wrote some notes after having dinner with John once that said there was definitely stuff in the back of the book. But that's misleading at best like what what john said was there he said there were definitely hints in the back of the book but then we found out that john thought the back of the book that the book was reversed that the right. litany and everything was in the back of the book he thought yeah. the fair folks guide was in the front so it's a it's a misleading thing like he's like why can't be the litany and shits in the back yeah um and that's what i was talking about so it's a fact that everybody has said there's nothing in the back of the book it's undeniable that everyone has said that mm -hmm. the conversation should be about whether or not they're trying to mislead you. Right. Like there should be a conversation. It's not just a given. You're not just like, Oh, they're just lying to keep the puzzle up or whatever. Right. There should be that conversation. And I, I mean, I think that's, that's the main difference. Like you have default arguments when it comes to the secret. Somebody mentions something you don't agree with, you have a default argument, and it never goes past that default argument into discussion. It's just like like somebody says something and you put up a brick wall, and you're like, no, that's not true. You never talk about why it's not true. Yeah, I mean, I'm guilty of that for sure. Like, every time somebody posts something about St. Louis, you know, the first thing I always say is, where's your leg eater, right? And that's, yeah. like, that. I'm guilty of that. Like, that's 100% what that is. is it, it's a way to a in a sense assert dominance right like that's a human thing we do as well where being right means being um dominant in a sense right like uh people that are right about stuff hold a certain um i'm gonna very loosely use the word superiority uh it seems within the community like on a communal basis sort of thing and you know again like it's it's opinion versus fact, you know, and, and but it's not like, like it, it's almost literally opinion versus fact, you know what I mean? As opposed to we're using one over the other, it becomes a contest between the two, right? Like, it's like we used to say back in the day that if Byron Price was here today and said, you know, gave up anything about the puzzle, there would still be a, a pretty good cross section of people that, you know, accuse him of lying or misleading or, you know, anything like that. And it's just that eternally speculative uh, mentality is it's tricky to work around. It's I mean, I also think it's it's difficult because 
what we're talking about is static, right? It doesn't change, hasn't changed no. in 40 years. Music yeah. at least evolved. Like you can have those conversations and the conversation can move along. Every day new stuff comes out. Every year bands release new music, even if they're dead. Like Nirvana still releases new music. Kurt yeah. Cobain's dead. You know, so yeah. the conversation can evolve. It, it's 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 possible, and I think likely too, that because this is so static and unchanging, that people have had those conversations so much that the same topics keep coming up and people just get bored of having the same conversation. So they're yeah. just like, all right, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, that you think that there's stuff in the back of the book, but everybody everybody worked on it, said there's nothing back there, and then somebody's going to come along and be like, well, they're all lying, and there's yeah. going to be no conversation because they've already had the conversation. Yeah. Don't even waste the time. It's annoying, though. Like, I I feel yeah. like it's it's easy to say but hard to do, but, but there are always new people that come along that 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 haven't seen those conversations and, and it's worth yeah. having them again because the more you have those conversations the more you lock in your ideas the more convincing you can become the more you know yeah it's tricky and like you talk about the effects it has on mental health like the secret is or the community that has been built around the secret is first of all like i said sort of um disadvantaged by the overall kind of onima of social media in the sense that it's you know like i said social media tells everyone that their voice matters equally and i'm not saying necessarily that it doesn't but some opinions just aren't um as advantage advantageous to the overall as others right yeah and so you know and i think like it, again, it sort of <clears throat> it shows you in a lot of ways the you know the kind of plasticity of people in a sense. Like there's a lot of people that you think are really um, I'm going to use the word cool, I guess. But then after a while, you kind of find out that you know that they're not, and and so that can have a toll on you as well, right? Like when you finally meet somebody that is you know that's worth collaborating with you know it's nice to know that you that you genuinely have respect from those people right and it sucks when you find out you don't but it's um you know we make friends and stuff through these communities and we make um acquaintances that matter to us and in a lot of ways i think we discover those when we find out that it's no longer a competition right like that it's such it seems so competitive to find these boxes rather than being one giant team of 13,000 people. Right. Um, but you know, and it can, the, the secret community can be both the cure for loneliness and the cause of it. You know what I mean? Cause you do see a lot of, um, ostracization of people, um, you know, people come and go within a couple days sort of thing because their opinion was, was shit on, or just, you know, I've seen people join one day and then leave the next because nobody commented on a post of theirs. You know what I mean? They they make that inevitable peace out post and then they leave. And it's like, you know, when you really think about that on a really long timeline, what were the conversations that you just lost by not having that person in there? You know what I mean? Like the potential for value of people's opinions is always 100%. And it's when we 
one of two things happens that you either lose or gain in that you completely ignore it or it leaves on account of being um, kind of chastised or whatever, right? And and that can have really, you know, kind of devastating effects. Like people join the groups and they think, fuck, this is a really cool place. And there's all these super cool people. And then after a few days, you know, maybe they discover that the conversations they were looking for simply aren't going to be there. And, you know, the ones that they do get into can get kind of ugly sometimes. And, and so now there's this disillusionment, right? Like what, and that they often, I, I personally know, you know, you can carry that into other groups, right? And it can really affect your, your personal life, right? Things like that. And, you know, the mental effects of things like this is actually pretty astounding when you break it down because it's so um, consequential to both the positive and the negative. You know what I mean? Like each positive carries a just as valid negative with it, right? Like, um, you know, you make a friend, for instance, and that's the positive. It's fucking rad making friends, right? I don't care who you are. You love making friends. Uh, you know, and then, but then sometimes you'll see that person in a completely different context. And it's like, you know, that's, that's not the friend that I made kind of thing. Right. And, you know, I think that's something that, um, you know, I, would, I don't know how much people pay attention to that sort of thing, but look at the conversations being had in the groups and stuff like that. And it's, you know, you can see who it's happening to pretty plainly. It's just so weird that this tiny little thing that shouldn't matter as much as music to people, right? No. It matters. I don't, I, you know what, though? I think, though, if I might pose this a, um, an opinion, um, I, I don't think that on the grandest scale, it's the thing that matters the most to people, right? It's just, it's, people are by nature very communal, right? Like, we need groups of people to interact with, you know, and... Even more than that, we need groups of people to interact with on a common ground, right? Um, and I think, like, and I mean, like, the puzzle is just really, really cool. You know, it's something that's just super cool. It's very, um, it's kind of rare, right? Like, the words armchair treasure hunt very rarely go along in in most people's lexicon these days. You know what I mean? Like, anytime I tell people that I'm, you know, as a hobby, I do armchair treasure hunting, they think I'm looking for chairs, right or something like that you know what i mean and so it's not it's a unique corner of the world to be accepted into and i think that that acceptance is more so what people like the secret could be anything as long as it had this communal effect in the sense that it does you know we strive for that it's you know the world's become quite quite lonely and enclosed and um you know connected but in a really distant way and so when we find places like the the secret community or you know uh any of the you know going back to music any of the rock and roll communities online or you know there's a hockey group that i'm part of that's gotten really big that's super fun to be a part of and things like that like anytime we find something like that we want to cling to it really hard and then if something comes along that tries to remove our cling you know that affects us really heavily you know, no matter who you are, I, I think. I don't, I don't know. I think those 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 sort of communities exist in a lot of places, but I, for some reason, this one's different. Like I know you've lost friends just because of the secret. Like so have I. You ever lost a friend because you like Limp Bizkit? For comparison, I yeah. like no. I like metal music. 
I like really, really hard metal music. Most people don't like metal music. Most people don't like the kind of stuff that I listen to. But I've never had someone like go through my town talking shit to people that I have to deal with about me just because I like metal, you know? Yeah. But like yeah. when I when I when I set up that um that gallery showing in St. Augustine, I was talking to the people at the S historical society, and they mentioned a very specific person who's local to St. Augustine who's like, dude, this guy talks so much shit about you. Like constantly. Yeah. And we were fucking joking about it because they they were like, How how fucking absurd is it for some old man to go around talking shit about people over a fucking children's book? Like yeah. it was the just the most absurd thing they had ever heard. And I I I don't see I I still I don't see what causes that in people. Like what you you're not gonna go around and be like George likes death metal music and he'd probably worship Satan or whatever, but you're gonna be like, he thinks it's buried over here, and that makes him a fuckhead. You know, like yeah. I don't get it. See, it's it's interesting because you and I come from very um basically the opposite ends of the populist spectrum in places we live, right? Like I grew up in a town of twelve hundred people. Um my for comparison's sake, the city I live in now, it just broke a hundred thousand people a few years ago. And my uh, best friend here, his graduation class, like his grad class, what had the same amount of people in it as my entire high school. Okay. Um, so, you know, like, and when I was in, when I was growing up, like, you know, I was the only one really wearing Marilyn Manson shirts and, you know, painting my nails and stuff like that and, and doing that whole thing. And, you know, like I actually, like I was kicked out of class a couple of times for, just for the shirts I wore, um, you know, things like that. And, and so it's different, like, yes, and, and, but it always boils down to the same ingredient. And I think generally that is fear, right? Like people are, are scared of what they don't understand. And it's a different kind of scared most of the time, but we're, we, we, we don't like those things. And so because that guy is afraid that you're right, he's going to go around and talk a bunch of shit and try and discredit you. Right. Because the people in my hometown didn't understand the things that I was getting into, you know, they would push me, you know, segregate me to the office or, you know, kick me out of class or send me home with my dad or whatever. Right. And I, I don't I don't think it's that, though. I think what it is is because I'm not right. Right. You know, like I've dug holes and I, I haven't I haven't pulled anything out of the ground. But so has he. Right. Mm -hmm. He is also not right. He's dug a shitload of holes and he's gone through making all of these huge fucking connections and trying to convince them that he's right so that he can dig these holes. So we are both equal. Right. We are both raw. Mm -hmm. How does he make himself better? The only way he can do that is by being like, this dude's a fucking he's an, he's an asshole. You know, I'm yeah. not an asshole. He's an asshole. And that's the only when you're both wrong, you can't it's like. The only way to make yourself better is to make the other person look worse. Yeah. I don't think that's, a, that's sort of a, like a, almost like a pseudo Machiavellian kind of, you know, mentality. Like burn it all down kind of thing. Yeah. I can like have the kingdom. I'm going to destroy it. That's right. Like the scary boyfriend. If I can't have you, no one will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't see how like it's just nuts to me that old retired people 
like base their life around this and go around talking shit about other like get on with find some joy dude yeah yeah because you ain't gonna find it here obviously but it's also you gotta remember like some people only find joy in misery right that's true i guess and i suppose probably a good cross-section of our population could be like that right i feel like for mental mental health awareness month it's just a bunch of episodes of us bitching <laughs> sometimes it's catharsis right it's you yeah, know that yeah. and i mean like the first episode with the good doctor was good because they you know they offered sort of a professional um perspective on the whole deal right and you know a more professional experiential sort of thing where this has been you know just two dudes talking about mental health and things like that right i think that was weird for her for the doctor because she was like i don't never experienced anything like this this is this is freaky yeah it's, a different it's so of... it's such a unique situation i don't understand why we all can't say collectively that out of the i don't know 30 or forty thousand fans of the secret that are out there in the world fucking three people have found a cast three three th- three sets yeah they're up here and the rest of us are on the same plane down here. They are right. We are wrong. Yeah. We're no better, no worse than any other person. We are all wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I think, too, like, the, the isolation of the last few years and not being able to dig holes, like, that's that forces us to speculate and live in that world of speculation. And so that's, I think a lot of that has, has to do with it. Like, now that the world's sort of um, opening up again or whatever, I fucking hate using that expression because it just makes the world sound like a convenience store, which I realize it is in a lot of ways. It but it is, yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I like to live in denial on that one. Um, but, you know, I think... Now that people can actually go out and prove themselves wrong, you know, um, I'm loving what they're doing with the anniversary hunt site because somebody's actually started like documenting where holes are being dug uh, or where spots are being checked, right? Um, and yeah, but that's different because you can send me a thing and I'll be like, nope, keep trying. And that's a definitive, like, you don't have to. Sure. With the secret, but- everybody wants to make those maps, but you can't trust people's hold. I just, I feel like people make this their life. You know, mm-hmm. and as much as I do with the secret, I don't make it my life. You shouldn't no. either. No, like in a lot of ways, like my wife has next to no interest in this stuff at all. And, and in a way, I'm I'm kind of glad for that. And could you imagine if she was into the secret? You guys both really like Milwaukee, but you disagreed on the verse. Could you know what your life would be like? <laughs> it, I don't know. It'd be interesting because like her and I, we're we don't fight. Like we, we have arguments and stuff like that, but we've never really, you would never know that we've ever disagreed on something, but we always had this thing where, uh, if an argument or a conversation got to a really tense point, one of us would just crack a joke about it and make us both laugh. And now we're cooled out a bit or whatever, and we can get on with our day sort of deal. Right. And so if we were to, you know, if we were discussing that and, you know, let's say she was verse eight. And then I'm still verse five, you know, I don't know. The the conversation would never get resolved, but at least it would never explode, right? Like it would never go sour. Yeah, I know. Rachel and I never really argue either, but the really the only times we've ever had arguments was over this stuff. But it was mainly over stuff like money. 
Like mm-hmm. I've got to spend money to do X or I've got to spend money to do Y. Rachel's Rachel's very thrifty, mm-hmm. right? She does not like to spend money. She'll go four paychecks and never buy. Mm-hmm. You know, she's that kind of person. She's like, I'm at home. I have all the things that I need. I don't need anything else. Yeah. Um, and she gets so pissed when it's like, like the other day when we were talking about this meet up in Boston and I was like, I got to book a hotel room. I'm going to be there for four days. And she's like, how much is that going to cost? And I was like, a grand. She's like, just for the hotel room. I was like, yeah. Like you can't find anything cheaper. I was like, you can try. (laughs) And she couldn't, she couldn't find anything cheaper. And that was that, that's when we, we we didn't have an argument about that, but that's like an example of when we would, I guess, but like, it to me, I guess it's not so much about the secret as it is about money. And it's I've learned, you know, she's part of she's she's the main part of my life. I have to be conscious of mm-hmm. which I guess bleeds over into the secret. Yeah. Yeah, and I think too, like for me personally, the accessibility thing is kind of what gets me down a lot. Like, you know, uh and the only thing stopping me from attending every single meetup we have is uh is is money and you know like it's it, i don't know i guess it's kind of a soft topic but it's just like it irritates me in a lot of ways right that you know i'm this old and i can't afford to fly to boston but i just um well dude i mean it's a it's the accessibility thing you know like it's i don't know don't feel bad because it's rare that people fuck my age can yeah. just drop everything that they're doing and, and fly to Boston. And with me, like, I really can't afford it. Yeah. You know, like, I live on credit cards and then pay them off over the year or mm-hmm. pay them off with tax returns. Like, it's it's rare. So I just, somebody who uh, is much smarter than me once said, like, show me your bank accounts and I'll show you what you're passionate about. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of mean. Like, I... I work, I make my money, and I, I, I have the exact opposite um, philosophy to money as Rachel does, where Rachel's like, we make money, we save money. I'm like, I go to work every day so that I can enjoy, enjoy the time that I'm not working, so what the ever. If, yeah. if I have $1,500, I'm going to fly to Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kim and I are the same way. I kind of want to, like, I try to distance him from like remember that a few months ago that guy asked me he private messaged me out of nowhere that i think it was this was his name and he asked me if my wife was catholic and like my first response was it depends where you're going with that one dude like i i very intentionally distance her from the community you know see i would have been a smart ass i would have been like she looks cute in a skirt i don't know Jesus Christ. People are fucking weird, man. Yeah. Talking about your wife messaging Destiny. Like, God damn. Destiny got... Yeah. Destiny got another... Destiny keeps getting... And I I don't understand why. I guess because she's always doing shit with me. um, She keeps getting friend requests from people in the secret. She probably shows up as, like, the people you may know or whatever. Maybe. Because it's all people that I recognize. She's shown up on mine a bunch of times as a person that I may know, and I'm, every time I just kind of ignore it. But 
um yeah fucking i see her all the time on there yeah and anybody that wants to get to you it would stand to reason they're gonna go through her like yeah well it's i think there's a lot of them coming from the anniversary hunt because i made the Mm -hmm. mistake of telling everybody that she was with me when i hid that thing so i think people are like like she doesn't ever post on Facebook, so it's not going to help you if you're a friend. She's no young, and young people don't use Facebook. It's all old people. Yeah, if you see her at all, it's usually through your posts. Like, yeah, she got other shit going on. Yeah, she's got all kinds like stalkers, whatever young girls. Have. Yeah, I was just gonna say also like stay the fuck away from people's children. Like, <laughs> you know, like that would have been a good conversation piece. You know, the whole bit with fucking, and then, and, you know, those people send messaging your son and stuff like that. Like, what the fuck goes through people's heads to do something? Like, where, where in the world does, like, can you imagine, like, let's, let's not, this is a lesson in empathy. Can you imagine sitting at a computer desk one day, feeling whatever it is you're feeling, and honestly deciding that it's a rationally good idea? To message a fucking, how old is Jason? Like 12? 13. It's 13 now? It's 13. Right? Like, and and you think, geez, it would be a fucking good idea if I message this kid and tell him these things about his dad. Like, that's a thing that went through somebody's head and and yeah. then up their fingers and executed into the real world. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, I think you're trying to rationalize an irrational person, right? Like, these are the same kind of people who would bother. Right. Yeah. You're the same kind of people who would bother Byron's kids. Right? Yeah. Like, like, like Byron's kids aren't one. One of his kids is online because of her company, right? She's got to be. It's an online company. She's got to have an online presence. It's a yeah. It's a minimal online presence for what she does. I would expect her to do a lot more, but she doesn't. The other one is completely absent from the internet. Like these and these people still get bombarded with shit about this book that was published before they were even thought to be born. Yeah. And their dad had stopped thinking about what when they were children. Yeah. Who died while they were children. Like they yeah. still get messages about it from people. And like that's it's a it's absurd. It's irrational. And and it, you can't rationalize irrationality. You just can't no. do it. Though the, you will never have a good reason for why people do something like that because they don't operate on the same sort of moral wavelength that the rest that's of us right. do. Yeah. And yeah, you know, no, it's true. it sucks that it, it sucks that in, at this age on the internet where everything is reactionary, they get as much attention as they do because yeah. because it's you know it's some bullshit that everybody can just react to. It's yeah. A, it's a Fucking outrage, you know? Outrage culture. That's it's it's the new hysteria. You know what I mean? Like the satanic panic of the eighties or the witch hunt of the sixteen hundreds, you know, that same hysteria has always sort of been around. And um, you know, it's it sucks. Like you say, it's fucking it's wild. But again, you can't rationalize irrationality. But I mean, like, it it goes past the secret too. Like people are just fucking crazy. Like the dude who broke into Nancy Pelosi's house and attacked his fucking hu- her husband with a hammer. Like that's her husband. He doesn't fucking do anything. You know, no. he just sits around. Why are you attacking her husband? People like senators who their kids get sent death threats. Like it's their kids. What the fuck are they going to do? You know, yeah. it's irrational people doing irrational things 
because they are fucking mentally unstable. But how do they do it? Like, that's the question, because they rationalized irrational actions by doing them, right? And And they've concluded to themselves that this is a good idea and it makes sense. And it's like, how do you how do you draw that conclusion? Like, um, so a little while ago, there uh, the provincial government. We have a guy named Tyler Shandro, and him and his family were at a, a like um, kind of an outside festival sort of thing, right? And um, he was walking with his wife and kids, and some people that would, like there were some protesters of some kind there. And like, I don't fucking like this guy, and I definitely don't vote for his government. But he was walking with his wife and kids, and these people that were protesting came up, and they started like shouting at his children their plight with him essentially and his kids aren't 10 years old you know what i mean like they're little kids and these people walked up and started like screaming at them right and it's like you know what like i don't disagree with that guy one iota i don't really respect him at all but you do not fucking do things like that you know what i mean but somehow in their little brains some people have thought geez this is a good idea you know and it is very reactionary and that's you know that's one of the problems with the internet is it gives people such a chance to be reactionary. Right. But some reactions just simply don't need to be paid attention to, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, it, it sucks, but, um, it's just, it's such a desire to be right and to be heard and, and obeyed. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. It's a different world. I think that outrage, I, like I said before, it's hard to rationalize irrational people, right? Because they operate on a different on a different mental plane than, than normal people operate. But yeah. I, I think that outrage gets so bad within them that they feel like they have to do something. And, you know, what the fuck can they do? Yeah. You know? They're not like, like, so that chick had a big fucking problem with me. Sunday Fundays are open to anybody. She could have sent a fucking message and been like, I want to come on Sunday Funday and talk about it. But she's too yeah. fucking scared to do that. Right? Yeah. Like, there's there's no fucking she's she's not gonna put herself out there like that. What can she do? Oh, I can I can fucking insult a child because, yeah. you know, I've got that much balls. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's what but or it was just like like fucking the the one dude, um, it was, by the way, just so you know, mm. who on the on the exact same day messaged Destin. Right. He's like, he's got no fucking balls to message me. He's got no balls to say shit to my face. But he's like, yeah. I'll message the girl. Yeah. Well, and I imagine Rachel's probably gotten a few messages. Rachel doesn't fucking check. She doesn't. She doesn't like, yeah. No. Probably a good idea. <laughs> she doesn't use Facebook. She's never online. No. So, yeah, I imagine it's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Everybody that has a problem with anyone who is a, like, a a leader, so to speak, in the community, it's not that they're pissed off that there are leaders. It's pissed off, they're pissed off that those leaders aren't that, yeah. you know, right? They're, they're not pissed off that people are working a puzzle a specific way. They're pissed off because they're not working it their way. That's right. Yeah. You know, it, it's so it's so fucking hypocritical. So many people out there are like, you know, let everyone have an opinion, but make sure it's this. You know yeah. what I mean? Everyone's right because everyone's wrong. Yeah. Like the, the fucking alternate city people. They're like, yeah. everybody should be able to have an opinion. Newsflash, everybody does. Just most people don't right. agree with you. That's right. 
It's just not yours. <laughs> yeah. 